think a lot of people do that. They don't get closure in previous relationships, so they're constantly trying to get answers for that closure in their next relationships. And until you finally are able to look within and self-analyze, then that's when you're able to finally get it. You're not going to find somebody else. You never are. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back to another episode of our podcast. There was a dead body in your front yard the other day. <laughs> what is with you and dead bodies, Hannah? This is I starting to get concerning. Have... Okay, yeah, it is because I've been seeing 66 pairs everywhere (laughs) everywhere 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 I like text my mom every time it happens like my bank account it was in it like my total at a cupcake restaurant was 60 66 like all the things and then I come home from work on I don't even remember what day it was like Thursday Wednesday, Thursday, maybe uh-huh. Uh-huh. And there were like seven cop cars and caution tape. And one of the managers from from our apartment complex was standing outside of the clubhouse and there was a news lady. And I was like, something happened. Something bad happened. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. later, later on, you sent me you sent me a Facebook post mm-hmm. about the human remains that were found in front of my mm-hmm. apartment and my pepper spray works on humans, but not on ghosts. So I'm not exactly sure how I am going to um, maneuver through this. Um, and I've already signed my lease again for a year. So I'm living across from human remains, basically. <laughs> how did they get there? Who found them? How long have they been here? Why didn't anybody smell a body even if it was like 10 20 years ago do you want to do you want to start a true crime podcast? wait just, they've been there for 20 years I don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know how long it takes for a body to decompose into only human remains wait it was I decomposed really like it wasn't fresh it it literally just said human remains so it could have been there a long time or it already happened and i live next to a police station so i'm not really sure how this was missed <laughs> <laughs> i'm not really sure what's happening <laughs> I feel like I'm in a safe place and an I mean, also an like unsafe place at the same time. But like the field, they were, the field it was founded. It's not like a random field. Like you, there's an apartment complex nearby. Like people walk around in this but area. It's, but it's a big piece of land that is overgrown. So literally, there could be another one. Who knows? Who knows? It's just not great. But there's like neighborhood, restaurant, main road, apartments. Like we're not the only apartment complex back there. I just don't know how like a person and or a dog hadn't stumbled upon it until recently. It was just not the news that I was hoping for. I was hoping they like found like a pot of gold. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like a pot of gold. And then our apartment complex has the audacity to charge us $25 per trash item that's not supposed to be in the garbage. And I was like, and what are you going to discount us for the human remains that were found across from us? Honestly, though, honestly, though, I would bring that to your building. I want to be like, um, re-safety and human remains. (laughs) Like, maybe you should work on that first. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. It was quite the day. So. So oh, now my story oh. is there were human remains found across from my apartment. <laughs> but like this is just like a reoccurring thing for you. It, like you found that man dying in his front yard. 
Yeah. You said he I wasn't dying. He was I saved dying. him because I made sure he was alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This has just not, not been good for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want... And I I'm the one who lives... And I'm the one who lives in Los Angeles. Well, and like today, like, I, got, I got back today from shopping and the, this nice man that lives next to us was leaving on a stretcher. He was alive <laughs> and talking, but he was leaving on a stretcher. And I was like... What is going on? And now I work in a hospital. I don't know. Maybe the ghosts follow me. They're like, we need to cleanse you. Um, <laughs> you need to sage yourself, honestly, because I'm. There was I'm a. There worried. was. That reminds me. There's a TikTok of. I don't know if you you've seen the prairie dog on TikTok. The person was like saging no. the prairie dog to be a good girl. It was so cute. <laughs> it made me think of you. <laughs> It's like that old Vine video of like the person with the beagle who's like, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ. Yes, I was like, oh, that's something Emily would do. Emily would sage. Say like you sit like around like a bunch of crystals. Yeah, literally, she like took it around the prayer. It was the cutest video. I'll have to find it and send it to you. you Come out here. We're gonna like sit you around a pentagram of crystals and just sage you. (laughs) (laughs) Just cleanse all the six 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 out of me. Yes, honestly, I'm gonna take you to House of Intuition and be like, "Yo, help! She's an Aries sun, a Scorpio moon, a homegirl keeps seeing six six six, and then you're gonna be like, "Ooh, I don't don't know what to do about that one." That's you're on your own, oh. buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was quite the quite the eventful day. Well, I mean that kind of leads into my captivation for okay. today, which is okay. a horror thriller kind of rom com film that uh, I watched the other night called Fresh. It stars Sebastian Stan, uh, who we all know and love. Gotta and love, I love him. him. Um, and Daisy Edgar Jones, who is from uh, Normal People. Oh. yes her and uh i told hannah she would enjoy this film because she likes horror films it's not like jump scare horror films it's like gross horror films oh okay um so like that's why i was able to watch it but it's basically i'm making my roommate watch it because homegirl be going on dates with random guys and like it not scares safe. me that's it not safe me. yeah She'd be letting them drive her, pick her up. No, she like they know where our apartment's at i'm like girl this is not safe this is not good um but it's about a girl who, you know, it's like tired of being single. And then like she goes to the grocery store one night and like meets this guy and he's like super charming, super, like super, super nice and super good looking. I mean, it's fucking Sebastian Stan. Honestly, I would fall for it too. And then like they're dating for like a month and they're getting like really close. And then he's like, hey, like we should go away one weekend. Um, and she's like, yeah, sure. And like her best friend is like texting your location and everything. And then... um they go to like um his house before they like go off or whatever and like they're having a drink at his house and everything and then she realizes that like her drink has been like drugged because like her like she's like you know like losing her vision and she wakes up in a chamber handcuffed to the wall and he sells her body parts as meat to cannibals <laughs> so he's slowly he doesn't kill her immediately he he's just slowly chopping up. chops her apart uh-huh and like she's not the only girl he's doing this too there's like five other girls like in his house um that he is chopping their body parts and selling them to cannibals gives me like uh, wrong turn vibes uh 
it's so fucked up, but but I, also really good at the same time. Yeah, it was written yeah. by a woman and it was directed okay. by a woman, and this was like the, their both of their um, film debuts. And it's just it was just I liked it because it was an original. It felt very original. Um, however, I was contemplating veganism the entire time I'm watching it. Because that's they, why you sent me that. I was yes. so confused. I was yeah, like, because what? they're doing some really intimate shots of him chopping up a leg. And it's like obvious, obviously Sawing chicken meat. Obviously, it's chicken, but like the choppy and then like putting it in like a meat grinder, Ew. things like that. And I'm just like Sebastian. I'm just why? like, oh my god. And then there's one thing where he, uh, spoiler alert, not really spoilers, That's but okay. spoiler alert. Um, if you really want to watch this film, just skip. Ahead, I'm gonna watch like, it anyways. So regardless but of what you say, there's a scene where like. He he really likes this girl, and you can tell that he actually likes this girl in comparison to all the other girls that he has like kidnapped. And like he invite he takes her on a date upstairs to his dining room, and he cooks her pasta with meatballs. With her meat? Oh no, she asks, "Is this me?" And like honestly, if I'm gonna eat human flesh, I'd rather it be mine because he like chops her ass off at one point. Like so she's just. She's ash assless. <laughs> oh ass. I'd be so pissed. Inside how, the, that was how the is first she not thing. just bleeding out? Is he like, like sewing he, her so up? He has a PhD. He uh, used to be a doctor, like a reconstructive surgeon. So like he knows like how to like, yeah. So uh, these he, women are like totally like, like the other parted gr- together. Like these, uh, this other girl like has like, like half an arm and like half a leg. Um, and like missing ears, missing an ear or something. And so like he's, but he's like perfectly like sewn them up and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Your roommate needs to watch this so that she doesn't uh-huh. go to anybody's house. Oh, ever. I told my mom, <laughs> don't watch it for your sanity of your daughter living in Los Angeles. Do not watch it. Is it on what? Hulu? You said? It's on Hulu. It's on okay. Hulu. But yeah, he takes her up there and like, and just you know it's not a real human meatball but, but like it's still like ooh. oh it just i literally was like gonna gag the entire time but it's also like funny At the, yeah yeah parts. yeah like it's just like so absurd uh yeah i really liked it and it just made me want to write something really disturbed like that kind of in a way because i feel like i can make it funny yeah, and, and I don't feel like there's a, like I don't feel like there's enough of those out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's also like a built-in audience to that kind of stuff too. Right. Like people just want to flock to that. Like they always kind of like those films, so they're they're gonna watch it regardless. And if you cast like good-looking actors in it who have a name to themselves and like add some humor and some depth to it, then it can be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go watch Fresh. Go watch Fresh on Hulu. On Hulu. Maybe don't eat while you're watching it. But like, no, don't eat, don't eat, don't eat. I'm so happy I ate before. But like, I really, I, one reason I wanted to watch it is because I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, this is a well cut trailer because I don't know much about what's gonna happen, and it was just really interesting. And I think, yeah, I, I'll watch anything with Sebastian Stan because at first I was like, I would never fall for this, and then I was like, uh, no, Sebastian Stan, I definitely would fall. For yeah, it. definitely, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Same with Tinder Swindler. Oh, my God. I would never fall for Tinder Swindler. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Don't watch it. It's really bad, actually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've tried to watch Thanks. it twice. Thank you for saving me time. <laughs> I tried watching it twice, and I fell asleep. 
it's oh. based on a true story. It's about this like rich ass dude who tricks like these women into like taking out like half a million dollar loans for him because like he apparently works in the diamond mining industry and you know these rough guys are after him and he can't use his credit card because they're tracking him and like he puts on this play for a long time for them to believe that he's this filthy rich dude and but i'm like i don't care how filthy rich you are i'm not taking out loans for yeah. you until there's a ring on this finger i'm not doing that shit like no these women are dumb yeah these are dumb women i don't i don't pity them i don't pity them no but inventing anna is a completely different story i'm waiting on blaine with me i've wanted to start it like five times but i know he'll want to watch it so i'm trying to wait for him yes it's so yeah. good yes you should wait for yeah. him for sure well my what captivation, What's your captivation is a song um okay I have always been a Sabrina Carpenter fan, even before the whole Olivia Rodrigo malarkey that happened. Um, malarkey? Malarkey. Like, <laughs> I'm from the South. I can't help my weird, weird... I don't think that's a word. Well, it is, sort of. Okay. Anyways, um, it's called Fast Times by Sabrina Carpenter. It is like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be like my summer song. Like, I'm, I'm going ahead and like... I've it's tried. February. I know. No, it's March. <laughs> like really, I'm ready for spring. I'm ready for warmer weather. I'm tired of being cold at this point. Um, it's just rainy. Like mm-hmm. I want it to be like warmer. Um, and this is like a song. You just have to listen to it, but it's really good. Um, okay. And it just like I don't know. It has a good melody. It has a good it has a good like little story. And mm-hmm. I'm really into like feel good music right now. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what it what it gives me. But mm. yeah, I'm mm-hmm. really excited for new music. Um, oh my gosh, did you see Lynn and Stella's cover of "Thank You"? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank so you she, next or no? No 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 no. Like that. Um, my tea's gone cold. I'm wondering why. That oh. song. Yeah, I can't remember who r- writes it or whatever, but she did a cover of it on TikTok, and it had like 12 million views of her just oh, like wow. singing. She released the cover of it on Spotify. Um, It sounds a little bit different. Like she layered her voice and like some people are like, oh, we didn't want this. And I'm like, y'all shut up. Like at least she gave you something. (laughs) But that's also a really good one. Um, I love Lennon. So I'm so sad we didn't get to see her in concert. And now you're gone. And we're not going to get to see her together. I know. I know. Sad times. You should have just came out here. We could have seen Casey Musgraves together. I just didn't know she was going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Just, okay, whatever you do, like, look at tours and see if it's in Los Angeles. Oh, my gosh. What if there was one the weekend I'm coming? I don't know if there is one. We have to look. I have no idea. We have to look. Okay. Okay. I know. I'm really really sad that I didn't go see Casey. Two or three of my friends went, and I was like, yeah, that's like one person I would, like, love to see, but... It's I've fine. Heard it's yeah, she's amazing. For her concert session. I love yeah. her outfits. So. I love seeing like what she decides. She's so like colorful. I'm surprised you don't want your bachelorette party to be Casey Musgraves things. I mean, I'm not really into themes. You don't want a yee yeah. haul? Yee haul? <laughs> no. <laughs> but like a disco yee haul. We, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what, I don't even know how a theme works. But I don't know. I'm leaving it up. I'm leaving it up to my sister and whoever else wants to help her. She's like, everyone wants to help me. She's like, like, everyone's been texting me saying they want to help me. And I was like, you do whatever you think looks good. If you think I'll like it, I'll like it. That's kind of, I'm just like, do whatever. It is what it is. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. So 
hey, at least at least everybody is texting her ideas because when I was a maid of honor for the bridezilla, uh, I didn't yeah, get so that you support. Had do, you <laughs> I didn't had get to people do, texting like, all me. Of it. Everything yeah. myself. No one wanted to help. So um, at least she's not. No, I wouldn't she's complain. Not. She's just like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to pick and what I'm not. <laughs> okay. So before we get into today's episode, let's do a couple housekeeping things really quickly. Make sure you gals are following us on Instagram at the gals guide pod and on our personal socials, which we'll also have linked in the show notes. Mine is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And if you're not, make sure you guys are subscribed on Apple and on Spotify and leave us a review. It really does help us out and lets us grow this little podcast even more. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Alrighty, so today's episode is all about closure. <laughs> Things we never get. <laughs> yes, I got your letter. Yes, I'm doing better. You know, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it, Wouldn't be, nice? it be nice if we got closure? <laughs> Honestly, like, okay, Honestly. how important, how important is getting closure from a relationship for you? Even friendships, I think, too. Like, how important is closure to you? I think when I was, like, in high school, it was, like, super important. And when I didn't get mm-hmm. it, I was, like, really frustrated and upset. And I didn't really feel like I could let things go and, like, move uh-huh. on. But, like, I feel like now and, like, as I got older and in college, like, it didn't matter as much. I think I kind of, like, grew out of that, like, I why you don't like me anymore and then and switch the narrative to, like, I am glad that you're no longer in my life. Like, I don't need someone like you mm-hmm. who wouldn't who isn't going to give me what I deserve in my life. You didn't need their letter. You didn't need them to treat you like a situation that needed to be handled. No, I didn't. You're fine with your spite and your beers and I your I am fine with it all. Like I I think <laughs> I think as you grow, you realize that it it doesn't really matter if you get closure. Like it's not gonna change the outcome for most mm-hmm. of the situations. Some it might, but oh, yeah. I don't really feel like 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 from from my ex, if we had, you know, had our last like get together and yeah, I don't know what we would have done, had a conversation about, about things. Like, I don't think it would have done anything. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have made me change my mind or it wouldn't have made me think of him in a different way. Like, I just think it would have just been a waste of my time. Like, I don't think it would have added yeah. anything to the decision that I had already made. Yeah, because you kind of knew where each other stood and everything. There was no need for it in a way. You got your own closure. Now, with friendships, I kind of want to be like, what the heck? Why are you? Why did you, like, yeah. why did you stop talking to me? Like, we've been friends forever. <laughs> What like, the fuck? <laughs> I dropped a sorority, okay. Yeah. And what did that have to do with you? Like that yeah. kind of thing. Like I, I feel like I, I feel like I'd yeah. be more interested to just know. Like, was it was there something yeah. else? Is the reason that I'm thinking is not the actual reason? Were were we just growing apart? Yeah. I think in friendships, I would be more willing to sit down and have the conversation. With relationships, I don't feel that way. What about you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because I mean I 
My therapist used to tell me, she was like, you know, you can find out why you guys broke up, but that's really not going to change anything. If anything, it's going to hurt more because do you really want to know why this person doesn't love you anymore? You probably don't. You think you you do, but you really don't because that's just going to hurt even more. And it's almost like safer in a way for your mental health to like not know. And I mean, it's interesting because I didn't get closure with the doctor and a year later, it's when he tried to fucking like email me and like, and I was like, I don't need your closure. Like, I'm fine. Like, I feel like, like literally not to quote Taylor Swift, but like the song closure really like spoke to me because it's like, I feel like you're trying to like treat me like a situation that needs to be handled and it's fine. Like, I don't need that. Like, I can feel you smoothing me over and because you're upset that I'm making a film about you. And it's like, well, if you didn't do fucking bad shit, then I wouldn't have a film to make like. Don't do bad things. It's like people always like asking Taylor Swift, like, are you still going to keep writing songs about your exes? And it's like, well, if you didn't do bad things, then I wouldn't have to write about you. And it's like, it's like my intellectual property too. Like I'm allowed to write about my experience and what I went through just as much as you're allowed to not. Um, so you can't take that away from me. Well, and like and so many people relate I- to it. Like so many people have been yeah. through similar situations. Why would you not? be able to write something that's yeah. going to speak to other people. It's my, it's my therapy. Exactly. It's my exactly. therapy. It's my way of, get, it's my way of getting closure. Was yeah. It's my way out. of ridding, and like ridding of you in a sense. Yeah. And that was the thing too. I've marketed this film to so many people and they're like, Oh, I'm sure you made him sound bad. I'm like, I look bad too. You made I both of the characters look equally responsible because in yeah. relationships, that's, that's, the truth. that's what happens. Yes. Both people yes. are equally responsible I'm, for the result. It is not, in most yes. cases, it is not one-sided. You end up feeding we, off of each mm-hmm. other. We both had ideas of the other person that were not accurately aligned. And I take full responsibility for that. That I, you know, I allowed a lot of that shit to happen. But I did not allow him to... He tr- still treated me like shit and still said shitful things to me. That's not my fault. My fault is that I thought that he would change and I thought that I could make him change. And I leave that part in the narrative. Like, I'm not excluding that from the narrative at all. Like, I'm just as much as fault as it for him. And it was interesting because I recently had a conversation with an ex. And I'll just go. It was the actor. Like, me and the actor literally just had a recent conversation about, like, our whole um, relationship thing. Whatever that we were. Um, and you know, just like, you know, it was a random conversation. We just kind of had, like, we realized that we never had like a, what happened between us kind of conversation. And I mean, there were certain moments where like, he told me he was like, yeah. And that exact moment, like where I thought he was no longer interested in me and that like something wrong happened. He was like, I thought you were using me. And I was like, there was a complete line of miscommunication there because I was not, and I thought you were using me. And he was like, no, I wasn't. So it's just like, wow. Maybe com- we yeah. So that, that might be like an instance where like having the closure and having that in conversation would have brought brought forward things that you didn't realize were happening. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes away like some pain and some like hatefulness. Not like that I hated him or anything, but like it just makes you look at that moment a little bit different. And I mean, it does spark the question like what would have been different like if that had been communicated and things had been changed like would it we have had a different outcome would we be standing somewhere different now and that's always a possibility when you're having this conversation but it's not always a guarantee um 
either. Like, you could just find out that somebody, like, really, like, was falling out of love with you, and that fucking sucks to hear. Um, but I think, like, looking at, like, the phrase need for closure, so, like, kind of, like, history of it, like, the social psychologist Ari Kurzlonski, I butchered <laughs> that, I'm so sorry, Ari, uh, <laughs> coined the phrase need for closure in the 1990s, referring to the framework for decision-making that aims to find an answer on a given topic that will alleviate confusion and ambiguity. And I think that's ultimately what you're trying to do when you are asking for closure. How do you get that when the person that you're wanting closure from is not willing to give it to you? I mean, because we're seeking answers as the cause of a certain loss in order to resolve the painful feelings it's created. And in doing this, we appeared like we form like this like, like mental puzzle and, and we're ex- you're examining like every single little piece, c- trying to connect the dots and probably over overblowing it completely and it's nowhere near what probably actually happened but closure is ultimately achieved when we're satisfied with the puzzle in a way yeah that's the thing when we're when we are satisfied with it to our satisfaction and that's when okay well this was what must have happened now i can finally move on but that may not even be the case but i think ultimately you're not actually just searching for closure. You're just searching for answers. You're just wanting to know like what the fuck happened. Like what did I do wrong? Why does this person not like me? And I think Brene Brown, we love Brene Brown on this podcast. Love Brene. Um, explains this as the ability to recognize shame when we experience it and move throughout it in a constructive way that allows us to maintain our authenticity and grow from our experiences. That is the best way to look at closure. When you're able to be honest, I think about it and not just comfortable and I don't think I've ever done that I think like what you said like I just wanted to know why I wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. and then I'm kind of bitter about it and Mm -hmm. I don't really accept it (laughs) like there's nothing wrong with me obviously it's all them obviously it's them it's a them problem um but yeah like I just I don't think that majority of people are looking for that true closure that they think they are like I like I genuinely think it's like what did I do wrong or what caused them to think differently of me and maybe they'll use it in their future relationship and maybe they'll change their ways or maybe they'll be like screw everyone I'm fine but I don't I don't I don't think (laughs) I don't think I've ever really looked at it as like criticism in a sense yeah yeah I mean when me and the writer ended things, we tried to have that closure. I think he really wanted to try to have that closure conversation at that moment. And I was like, this is not the time. This is, this he is almost like time. This is forced a- it on you. Like, do you need to cry? Yeah. It's okay if you need to cry. And, and like, like, I think there was, I think there was compassion behind it. Like, I think there, it was coming from a good place, but I don't yep. think that was what you needed. So closure is not something that you can get immediately. I don't think like as soon as you're breaking up, like it's a conversation you come back to like months later. I mean, the, the actor and I literally came back to it like uh, a year later kind of thing exactly a year later <laughs> ironically yeah. but it's it's not something that you can get immediately because you're so like pinpoint and so close to the subject that you need to have time to take a second and look back and then examine it in that way where you can be reflective and I think writing everything down really self-analyzing I mean I could tell you right now why me and the writer broke up I was not giving it my all in this relationship because I didn't care because I was just lonely and, you know, he was just there. And I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I think 
it's probably the same thing for him. I mean, he was not, he didn't have closure from his previous relationships. And so he is actively trying to seek closure in the new relationships. I think a lot of people do that. They don't get closure in previous relationships. So they're constantly trying to get answers for that closure in their next relationships. And until you finally are able to look within and self-analyze, then that's when you're able to finally get it. You're not going to find somebody else. You never are. Um, and I think the need for closure exists on the scale. Like some are more prone to seeking it than others. I think some people even have a desire to avoid it at like all cost because you don't, you're not ready to get that close to yourself in some way. And I think that's the only way you're going to be able to finally get it is when you're yeah. able to be that close to yourself. Yeah. And I think even like with friendships too, I mean, I'm sure this I have, okay. All the friendships that have, that have ended with you, mm-hmm. has it been the other person that's ended it or have you ended it? It's just been like a mutual, we just like don't talk to each other anymore. It's mm-hmm. never been like, like it just kind of like, we just like almost like immediately just like fell apart. Like it was not like well, a, mm-hmm. I decided that I wasn't going to talk to you. Why did you stop talking to them though? Because if you're saying it's mutual, then you had a, I stopped a, talking to one of them because she went behind my back and lied to me. And then mm-hmm. the other one, I honestly feel like I erased that part of my life from my brain, like being in a sorority and having friends and having falling outs. Cause I had like a big fallout with my big, mm-hmm. um, because Your my big, big sis, sis, sis who's, who's not, who's not, if you're not in Greek life, everyone has like a, a big, and that's her big sis. And you have like a family tree or whatever. And I had a falling out with her because I quit. And then she was upset because she no longer had a little, which I totally understand. Um, but she like, just like, did not talk to me. And then I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like it was more my best friend than my best friend in college at the time than me because I mm-hmm. don't really know why she stopped talking to me. I have a feeling that that's what it what is. And I just kind of like distanced myself from all of the people in the sorority because I felt very like pushed away. Like no one wanted to like communicate with me mm-hmm. anymore, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care. And obviously those people weren't my people, but she, I think she just mm-hmm. kind of fell mm-hmm. into the mix of that. And we still to this day don't talk. And like, I also don't talk to like a couple of my friends in high school. We had a big falling out at beach week. If you don't mm-hmm. know what beach week is in our town, I'm sure it happens everywhere else. I don't it's know. In the South. I think it's just, but in the all South. of the senior, all of the, the seniors thing. go to the beach the same week. And it's just like a shit show to be completely honest. Um, And my group of friends didn't stay in the mix of where everyone else stays. We stayed in a different part of the beach and we actually like had a fun vacation. But some of the girls were upset because they wanted to go party and we didn't. And there was just a big falling out. And so I, you know, stayed friends with one of the girls who most of the other girls saw as the drama. And so I didn't talk to I don't talk to any of them anymore. Um, And I don't and I don't Mm -hmm. really know why. Mm-hmm. I, I've reached out a couple of times to the one girl who I ended up like staying with, but nothing crazy, but I don't, I don't know. I really, mm-hmm. I really don't know. I feel like a lot of times when things like that happen, when like bad things happen, I just like try not to remember them. Maybe it's a trauma response. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not, but yeah, I think having that vagueness though has its advantages sometimes because as soon as you've established exactly like what happened, you are opening yourself to criticism and you were the subject of it from yourself and others 
And some people don't want that. Some people are not comfortable with criticism, um, usually because they're not comfortable with themselves and not completely self-aware. Um, I think the more self-aware you are, the more comfortable you mm-hmm. get with yourself. Then you, and like, especially with work, man, like th- the less you detach yourself from your work, you are so much more receptive to criticism. And you have to understand that you only see yourself from one lens and that you see other people are seeing you from other lenses. I mean, like with the writer, he wanted criticism immediately. And like, I was like, I, I can give you like my candid opinion and what I think you need to help with. And like, like, but like, do you want that? Cause like, if you ask me for criticism, I'm going to give it to you. And I was like, yo, like, I think you're not over your actions. Like, I think you got a lot of shit that you need to work through and get over. And he was like, I know. And I was like, okay, don't like get defensive. A- you ask for it. Don't defend yourself in this yeah. moment. Yeah. Like, do not get that attitude with me. You asked. And I think a lot of people are not comfortable with being that self-reflective sometimes because they don't want to admit that they're sometimes at the fault. Yeah, I think that's the big key is that people don't want to admit that they're reason. Like, they don't want to take responsibility for their yeah. actions. And I, I find that in everywhere. Work friendships even in like graduate school relationships family no one wants to take responsibility for being at fault ever no and to the people that can i I, I get it good for you thanks thank you (laughs) because like i think it's important i think it's important to own up and like that's the only way you're gonna learn yeah and that's the only way you're gonna grow is when you can recognize that oh my gosh i was the one who was at fault in this situation and like owning up to it. Like that that is the only way that you're going to grow as an individual is when you yeah. are able to accept that you are not Miss Perfect. Honestly. Yeah. I <laughs> It's so funny when I think about um the doctor and <laughs> the doctor and I the multiple times that he's tried to get closure and I think it's the reason that he's been trying to get it is because he just doesn't recognize how shitty of a person he is. I think and I mean, I know he's going to watch this film and not see the things that he did wrong. He's going to look at it like with a total ego and that's fine. It's not for him. I didn't make it as a message. It's not a message in a bottle. I'm trying to get to him or anything like that. It's not like I'm not doing that. It's like a secret message. Um, hoping that maybe he'll understand and come back. I really do not give a fuck if he sees this. I prefer him not to watch it actually. Um, but I, I can only hope that maybe he would see how bad person because it's also not my job to tell him how shitty he was and that's the thing too if somebody's asking for a closure from you like it's not your job to like tell them how they hurt you and everything like they've already done the job like you don't have to justify like why you want nothing to do with them anymore because if they were a good person i think they would be like acknowledged of that but I mean, clearly people who treat you badly are not going to be acknowledged of that. Um, and I mean, even as far as if somebody ghosts you, like, I think it's important to remember that like you're in charge of obtaining that closure and you can't really get others to do it for you. And that's the shitty part of closure. That, that is the shitty part that it's almost better when you are able to give it to yourself in that way. Yeah. Cause you can only rely on yourself. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I feel like mm-hmm. when people ghost you, like, it sucks, but I feel like there's a reason. Like, I feel like there's a reason that you weren't supposed to, ha- like, have I another conversation. You know what I mean, though? Like, I feel like yeah. I feel like there's a reason you weren't supposed to have another conversation with that person. Like, it was only going to waste your time. And, yeah. and 
I don't like people that ghost people. I've ghosted people. I'm a hypocrite. I ghosted people. So like I do it accidentally like all the yeah, time. It's, and especially yeah. with, on Hinge, like it's just me forgetting to reply to people. Most of the time mine is like the message comes in on my watch while I'm at work and then I 100% forget that it ever came in on my phone because the notification mm. goes away and then I'll like go to text the person and I'm like shit I never responded to them <laughs> so then I'll like <laughs> respond and then I'll like continue with what I was gonna say that happens mm-hmm. more times than not and it's not like a I'm ignoring you it's literally like I can't respond to you I'm on the clock and running around a hospital and dying climbing flights of steps but and then i forget like i genuinely forget if there's not a notification on my phone i forget mm-hmm. we have we mm-hmm. i didn't i don't remember off? can you not turn the notifications off on your phone i mean on your watch though? well i could but then like if something important comes through then i'm not gonna see it oh like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's this fiery situation that i have to be in every day <laughs> goodness it's a fiery situation fiery, i don't know i'm like out of words i i can't speak this weekend <laughs> the fact that i have to podcast twice today and i'm like i have i have no words i okay can't formulate right. sentences okay <laughs> but yeah i my relationship with closure has always been interesting because i just felt like i constantly needed it so for so long and now I'm able to understand why things don't work out so much more clearly. And when I'm able to deduce it for myself in a way, it's almost better. Because if you tell me that, like, things could have been different if, like, it's going to give me hope that maybe things will be different again. And that something's going to change. And I would rather pretend that you just don't. That's so bad. I'd rather just pretend that you don't love me. <laughs> like, you're just a shitty person than know the truth, I guess, in a way. I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know if it's I just feel like, it, like you get a false sense of hope and then you hold on to that because you see the good in you. Like, yeah. you see good yeah. in people yes. for the most yes. part. Yes. So yes. then you're, like, not strung along, but, like, in a sense, strung along and then nothing changes, and then you're like, what the heck? You gave me this false sense of hope, and now I'm just here, and I'm just chilling. It's a great Waiting time. forever. So, it's so much fun. Yeah. I <laughs> Shame on these people for popping back in. That's all I got to say. Honestly, like, once you're gone, just yeah. leave. Like, just if, leave. If it's for real, no, no contact. The no contact method is the best. Don't speak really? to me. <laughs> Okay, says the girl who also broke up with her ex and then continued to check in on him. So you have no room to talk. I yeah, I'm not good. I'm You're not like, good at. I feel so I bad. Like I feel like I should check in on him. I was like, Hannah, don't talk to him. Why are you checking? And then in I found his sunglasses. And then I had to give him back. And then I had to pay him money for a concert that I went to with a friend that we didn't tell him that we used the tickets and we went anyway. <laughs> This is why you just block them <laughs> on everything. Yeah, I oh, they're blocked and on everything. Yes. LinkedIn, do they block you? Did you block them on LinkedIn? I don't get on LinkedIn. Okay. I think it still says I work at the schools. I don't work in schools. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, I think you just also had to accept that you may never have, like, the perfect answer. That's what it's coming down to. But you can nevertheless give yourself some time to be sad. Obviously, like, grieve the relationship. I mean, if you're not and you're just, like, suppressing those emotions – it's not healthy, babe. I'm so sorry. Um, please don't do that. But, and I speak that from experience. Um, but I think 
keep yourself trying to be sad and then try to figure out what happened and finally learn from it and move on. Because it's one thing to know that you're toxic. It's another thing to know you're toxic and not do anything about it. Yeah. Because that's the issue. Like, if the doctor watched our film, realized how toxic he was and just kept going on with his daily life, that was the thing, too. I mean, he knew he was afraid of commitment and he just went on with his daily life. It's one thing to know you have a free commitment, know you have attachment issues, and then work on fixing them. That's the key thing, is fixing it. Being self-aware versus being self-aware and working on it are completely different things. I encourage self-awareness. I am very self-aware myself. However, I also am constantly working on myself and trying to be better. There is a fine line yeah. I think some people just, they feel stupid for needing help after a breakup. I mean, there's such a stigma around therapy. Trust me, I get it. And I was luckily already in therapy when I started to seek it for this breakup. So, like, it was kind of convenient. But everyone goes through it, right? And it doesn't mean that it's trivial or, like, there's trauma involved. Breakups are heartbreaking, and they're hard and you may need help with that healing process. And it's it's so much better when you have someone like you're literally giving a whole hour of undevoted time to somebody and you they you only have to talk about yourself. You don't have to ask them how their day is. Trust me, do not ask a therapist how their day is. They, they hate probably it. don't care. But also they're an unbiased <laughs> opinion. They know yeah. nothing about the situation. They don't yes. know you. They don't know yes. your significant other. But, but they like, will know you. But like they don't know you in like a personal like how you are in that relationship. Yeah. Like it's it's very much like an unbiased yeah. person to talk it's, about it with. Yes. And it's a third party who has no like closeness to this thing. They can give you an honest opinion to help you work through it. Cause they're gonna see things that you didn't see. I mean, trust me, my therapist saw things that I never fucking saw. And I was she like she was the one who identified my relationship as traumatic. She's the one who identified that I had codependency issues, like all and I had an attachment style that was not good. And I was like, well, fuck, I would never have known this if I had just worked on it by myself. Like journaling would never have made me see that. So I think individual therapy with a relationship expert, coach, just your regular therapist can assist you in figuring out how to get closure after breakup in a way that is right mm-hmm. for because like your you. friends are not gonna your friends that and family are not gonna be able to be that for you. No. They're, of course they They're are. They're going to take your side. You. Yeah. Unless you're me. Well. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> I think, I mean, even if you think that, like, your relationship's about to end, sometimes couples counseling can help, like, provide each of you, like, with a way to get closure, like, through That's the breakup true. process in a way. But I would look into, like, that's the thing. If you're, like, not understanding why things happen you feel like there's trauma there's something that you're not being able to work through like with this relationship ending i i'm always going to encourage therapy it's great and you also don't have to forgive your ex on a lot of things that they did like you don't have to forgive somebody our queen taylor swift said that you don't owe them anything yeah like you my you therapist just taught don't. me that i mean we beat ourselves a lot for when things don't go the way that we expected and you could probably Come up with a list of things that you did wrong and the what ifs and if onlys and oh there was that one time we were so happy and like you're gonna hold on to that one little moment. But my thing, my therapist always told me when you're looking back on a relationship is every time you think of a happy moment, pair it with a bad moment because just you told me that and that was the best thing. It helped so it helped much, so much because I'm that person that goes back to the ex. I'm that person that gives them another try. I'm that person that wants so badly to make it work. Mm-hmm. And when I did that this past time, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't go back to them. No matter like 
the push that there was for us to like try to work through things again and oh but we've spent so much time together and don't let someone guilt trip you because you've been with them for four or five years don't let it happen yeah like seriously I thought about the good and then I was like but and I thought about the bad and I was like they don't they don't eliminate each other like mm-hmm. they're the bad is worse mm-hmm. at this point I, so yeah, that was very helpful. There were so many moments, and this is why I made my film the way I did, to where it is not in linear order. But yeah. there's a scene, particularly in my film, where it's a great moment where, in real life, he had gotten back from a trip, and like made a whole hot tub full of rose petals, and um candles and like wine and shit and music playing it was really romantic and everything and it was great and then that's one of the happier moments I kept looking back to because I was like oh this is like one of the most romantic things he's done for me in the film right after that it's paired with a bad moment and it's kind of how I wrote it because that's what I would think about my therapist like every time you think about things like that pair it with a bad moment that happened of how he disrespected you and didn't treat you well and it'll make you realize like that per- that the second time is usually who he is. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it lets you see through the like rose color, like mm-hmm. take them off. Mm-hmm. And like you're not you're kind of seeing through the bullshit. Yeah. And by seeking closure, I think you're you're making the right choice to move forward with your life in a healthy way. Um, and you're you're making yourself a better person and a better partner for the future. So acknowledge where you might have done better and then just let it go and forgive yourself. Don't forgive them. Forgive yourself mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think our survival tip for this episode, I'm going to wrap it up, uh, is ultimately closure is complicated cognitive process. And the key is learning to live with the ambiguity when it cannot be achieved and forgiving yourself when need be. Basic as that. It's great. Love it. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.